You're listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. This podcast is for women starting or growing their own business and features episodes about money management, reducing financial stress, and how to grow a profitable business that's built to last. We want to see women in business thriving. So if you avoid discussing money, lack confidence managing money, or want to struggle less while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's make finance fun and money matter. I'm your host, Sonia Belzarolo, and this is the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 11. Today, I'm sharing with you my chat with money coach, Beck Dylan Hensby, about the road to financial freedom. It's an important topic that follows on from episode three, where I spoke about personal finances before business finances. So before we get into the episode, here's a bit about Beck. Beck Dylan Hensby is a money coach that helps women to live their lives the way they want to without money getting in the way. Her foray into the world of finance began out of necessity when she found herself flat broke and having a breakdown in a supermarket aisle. After much learning, Beck completely transformed her personal finances and wanted to help others to do the same. She became a financial advisor and spent years working with one of the biggest banks in Australia. In 2019, Beck launched her business as a money coach to help women with the money management and the mindset skills they need to be able to live life on their terms. Because life's too short to work, pay the bills and repeat. I completely agree. So in this episode, before we get into it, it is very much a back to basics episode around financial freedom. So we talk a little bit about what is financial freedom because it's different for everyone and some basic tips that Beck gives us as a money coach on getting started on the road to financial freedom. So simple things that you can do to really um, start understanding what it is that you want from financial freedom and putting in some steps to to get you there. So it's a great episode and uh, why don't we just get started. Hi Beck, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, I'm excited to be here. Yes, it'll be good to chat. So we're going to have a chat today about the road to financial freedom. So where are you at? You were telling me um, when we were talking off podcast that you were in the process of getting your financial planners license back. Is that right? Yes, correct. So I uh, am a former financial advisor and for the last couple of years, I have been focusing just on coaching and education. But yes, uh, in the process of getting my financial planning license back so that I can further support people. So very exciting times. Yes, that's excellent. Yes, I am a bookkeeper by trade and a business financials coach focused obviously on the business finances side and helping business owners understand their P&Ls and all that sort of stuff. But I'm fascinated by financial planning and that side of things because there's so many rules and regulations around it. Sounds tricky. (laughs) Uh, It's definitely a challenging industry and environment to navigate, that's for sure, Um, particularly, as you mentioned, with all of the, the red tape that's involved. But it is equally rewarding. So it's almost yeah it's well it's definitely worth the pain (laughs) yeah yes to go through that yeah absolutely yes and uh, so the the tagline of this podcast and the underlying message of this podcast is about making finance fun and money matter for women in business so my first question that I'm asking all the guests that come on is how can we as women make finance fun or more enjoyable at least 
Yeah, well, it definitely can be fun. I, I think there's a misconception out there that finance is hard and tedious and requires lots of effort. There definitely is fun to money if you allow it, if you allow the fun in. I think how we can make it more fun is to start to focus on what money can give us and bring to our life rather than what it takes away. Because I think sometimes we focus on maybe more of the negative sides of money as what it takes away from our life, who we have to give our money to, what we need to do with it, instead of focusing on what it can do for us, what it can do for our lives, what it can do for the world Mm. if we're speaking at a higher level. So when we focus on what money can do for us, for our lives and the world around us, we can make it fun again when we start to think about all of those different opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I really agree. I think that's a great way of reframing how we're thinking about money because you're right we absolutely focus on oh my gosh i've got to pay for this and i've got to you know there's money going out for this but we're really not focused on the bigger goal and the picture and yeah what it's doing or can do for us yeah that's great i like that and what about the money matter side of things so why do you think money matters and should women uh, should matter to women managing businesses because often it's something we don't really necessarily focus on why it matters you're correct I work with a lot of business owners as well uh, in my coaching business and money is almost just sort of pushed to the side a little bit we go into business to do something that we love and something that we're passionate about and money has to form part of the equation because you know we're in business but it isn't necessarily a priority for so many women in business But if we can be real and I can be blunt for a second, money is the lifeblood Mm. of a business. And so paying attention to it, showing it a little bit of love and care, bringing some structure around it, taking the time to really understand it and get to know it can not only help your business, but if we come back to how we can make money fun again, money provides you with opportunities to run your business and also to live your life the way that you want to. Mm. So paying a little bit of attention with money is ultimately going to help you have more of it so that you can have and do the things that you want in your life so that you can make a genuine difference in the world as well uh, if that's important to you. So if we pay attention to what is fundamentally the lifeblood of our business, make it really matter and a focus of our business as well, uh, we can really start to thrive financially, which is not only going to support our business, but also our lives and all of the things that we want to do, you know, focusing on every single one of us. When we close our eyes, we have this picture of this life that we want to live. And when we sort of park money off to the side and not show it some love, we lose sight of that and it starts to feel really far away. But when we bring it in focus and when we make it matter and start to show it the love and the attention that um, it deserves and that we deserve, we start to catch on. Oh, hang on. Maybe I will be able to do some of these things. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, it gives us um, gives us goals and hope and all those really nice things that, you know, that like you say, we've got a vision for what we want to do and it, yeah, it helps us achieve those things, yeah. So what's your money journey been like? Because I know you've had a journey as we pretty much all oh, have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your journey been and can you share some of that with, with the listeners? Of course, of course. 
Well, the reason that I work in finance now is because I needed it most out of anyone that I think I've ever known. So there's definitely a method here. So basically, I rewind, let's say, about 12 years ago, I had no money. Some family circumstances led to a point where I always recount this breakdown that I had in the middle of a supermarket aisle, which is kind of the turning point moment for me, where... I had to go and buy groceries for me and my family and all we had was sort of coins. So I ventured down to the supermarket. I had this handful of coins and I was looking around. I was realising how little it would get me and I was so defeated because I just, these I was so angry at these coins. It's just this money was completely defeating me and I had no idea what to do. I'd never learnt about money and how to manage it and what to do with it. And I found myself in this impossible situation of, you know, having to live on dollar loaves of bread and everything. It was just, it was dreadful. And so while I was getting strange looks from people that were walking past me in the supermarket, what is wrong with this lady? Um, I made a conscious decision. This thing is completely ruling my life. I need to do something about it. And so it was definitely from that point a lot of trial and error. I did lots of learning about money as much as I could. I read books. I spent time on Google and I just tried and failed at a lot of things. And then I would try something new and find something that worked and embrace that and build upon it. And eventually found myself in a position where I was not only doing okay, but I was starting to have a little bit of money left over. And I got to the point where... Then I stalled again a little bit more. So I was okay. And then I couldn't understand how to go from going okay to actually thriving, to actually being able to achieve goals and live life the way that I wanted to. So I had the money management down pat, but then there was almost like I was just hitting this wall and I couldn't take it any further than that point. Um, That's when I discovered the world of money mindset and understanding my behaviours with money. And so through all of this journey, uh, I was like, wow, I've really changed my situation. I really want to be able to help others to do the same. So I studied to become and became a financial advisor. I was working for one of the biggest banks in Australia at the time. Uh, and so since then, I have been helping people with aspects of their money management and their money mindset so that they too can live their lives without feeling like they're under the thumb of money, without feeling like they're being controlled by money, but rather they're controlling their money. Yes. So it's been my journey. It's been a long one. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think that, um, you know, as coaches, that journey, when we've been through that, it makes it so much more powerful to help the people that we're helping because we've been there, we've understood it and we've, yeah, we, we get it. Absolutely. And one of my biggest values is I will never coach anyone on on an area that I haven't personally Mm -hmm. dealt with. Same as when I was a financial advisor. And again, in future, I'll never advise on, on something that I haven't personally tried before, because I just think there is unfortunately a lot of people in the coaching space that will sort of not practice what they preach. And I think it's really important to have been there and walked in the shoes of the people that you're trying to support. Absolutely, I agree. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do with women around money. What sorts of things are you helping people with today? Yeah, so basically it's just 
helping people to understand why it is that they behave with money the way that they do, why they're in the financial situation that they're in, just getting to really understand that and know that and build build a, a system for their money management but also for their money mindset that's going to really support the areas that they need support in embrace the things that work really well for them so working with them on their money mindset and their money management so that when money comes in it's this beautiful pleasant experience which it isn't always for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and they know okay this is what I need to do to be able to have and do the things that I want in my life if you know so you can get closer to it comes back to when you close your eyes the life that you picture Mm -hmm. how can you actually make that happen rather than kind of sitting back and hoping that your financial situation changes to the point where that happens actually sort of taking the reins and going I'm going this way how can I use my money as a tool to get me there I did a um, podcast episode early on, I think it was maybe number one or two, that was personal finances before business finances. Because I really find that if you've got, you know, mindset issues around money, etc., and you're not looking after your personal finances, then when we're women in business as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, etc., if that's happening not very well in your personal finances, the same thing is going to happen in your business finances. So I think really getting to grips with how you deal with your money personally is like step one um, before you move into being able to manage your business finances. And obviously mindset is a huge part of that because we bring so much of that into how we deal with money. Oh, absolutely. It's our money mindset almost acts like the silent puppet master sort of pulling the strings determining the direction that you take in things so taking a moment just to pause and understand what's actually going on here I know this I know I'm not completely happy with how my business finances are right now or I'm not completely happy with how my personal finances are right now instead of just I, I think we're sort of con- conditioned to go for the solution. There's a problem. I must find a solution. Mm-hmm. And so we see the problem is I don't have enough money in my business or I don't, in my business bank account or I don't have enough money in my personal bank account. And we focus so much on that. Okay, well, oh, logically, I know I need to I need to bring in more income, mm-hmm. need more clients, or I need to cut my expenses to within an inch of life. And all of a sudden you find yourself not having takeaway coffees and eating wraps, pre-packed sandwiches for lunch. And it might work for a little while, but then you find yourself back in the same position again. And it's just about taking a second to pause and go, okay, well, this is the outcome that I have that I'm not entirely happy with. Why? Mm. What led me to being here in the first place? So just taking a second, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be this years-long journey that I think sometimes we're led to believe mindset work is. Um, It's just about taking a second to understand, okay, I don't like this. What's led to this point? And how can I change my behaviours, change my thoughts to really support it is in improving that outcome and having and doing the things that I want in life? Mm, yes yes because I think if you don't do that work too it's like a vicious cycle like you say uh, I've got no money so I need to go make more money I need to go work 24 hours a day and do all this hard work and bring all this extra money in and then that money might come in 
but then it's just going to be a vicious cycle where it just goes straight back out again and you haven't really like you say dealt with the problem it's just solution focused and it just keeps coming round and round so you've got to break that cycle and yeah find the the root cause of whatever's happening when the money comes in and goes back out again yeah so I was um I was a financial advisor before I really came to grips with with money mindset so I knew all of the practical strategy and the complex things you know and I had tried and tried and tried and again I was doing okay but the life that I pictured when I closed my eyes wasn't happening and it was just this frustration of what is going on here so I think practicalities of money alone unfortunately if it it won't fix a a situation unless you can have a look at or just at least try and understand okay what what's going on here and how can I support myself from a mindset and practical perspective to be able to move past this yes one one really can't work without the other correct yes I believe I wholeheartedly believe it, it it has to be both And so what is, so we're talking more today also about the road to financial freedom for people. So what is financial freedom to you and why do you think it's so important today for women to be working towards this? Financial freedom for me, I don't necessarily think it's about, a lot of people will I'm just thinking of stock images of lying on the beach and everything like that. I think financial freedom is just about having choice. Yeah. It's about being able to live the life that you actually want to live, not the life that you have to live because of the bank account balance. Mm. Financial freedom is about having the choice if you want to work or not work. It's about having the choice of of, of doing things because you want to do them or saying no to things because you don't want to do them, not because of a bank account balance. So that's ultimately what financial freedom uh, means to me. Mm. And I think it's important that we work towards that because honestly, life's too short just to be working and paying the bills and then repeating that all over again. I think all of us have these desires for ourselves and for our lives and for the things that we want to achieve and the things that we want to do for the world as well. Mm. And so if we can work towards having those choices and being able to say yes to the things that we want and no to the things that we don't without money being a factor in that decision, Mm. I think life is a hell of a lot better, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's where the fun comes. Yeah, um, exactly. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Choices. I, I think, you know, women that are out there that don't have enough choices or the ability to make those choices. And it's sad because we, we should be out there doing, you know, what it is that we want to do. I mean, we have enough things to manage in our lives, you know, for, you know, women that have got children or women that have got other people in their family that they're looking after or, you know, all these sorts of things that we've got in our lives, we need to also be able to look after what the choices are that we want to have for us. And, you know, if we've got a family for our families as well. And if we don't understand our money and how all that's going to happen, it's just like Groundhog Day, I think. And, you know, you don't want to wake up when, you know, your kids are sort of getting older and things and then you're like, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't done any of those things that I wanted to, to do or been able to make those choices and then you have regrets and things. I think now's the time to really 
deal with what we need to deal with to be able to move towards that financial freedom and knowledge around our finances. Oh, absolutely. And I think financial freedom as a concept can feel so overwhelming, particularly mm-hmm. for someone that feels like they're kind of they're kind of just managing. So the thought of being able to say yes to the things that they want and say no to the things that they don't it feels a lot and it feels overwhelming. And for so many people, it feels a little bit unachievable. Mm. And so I think there's there's different gradients of financial freedom as well, which I think we need to talk about because I cannot sit here and say that I am 100% financially free. No. I'm still working. I am, you know, yeah. in my business. I yeah. still have a mortgage. You know, I still have commitments that I have to pay for. Yeah. But I have so much more financial freedom in my life now in terms of choosing how I spend my time, in terms of not having to worry about a lot of the little things. So I think we can just work towards having small pockets of financial freedom in our life. So it could be something like knowing that you don't have to say no to a daily coffee if that feels really good for you, knowing that you can go and grab a massage once a week or go to a yoga class or something like that, that you will have, if you work towards those smaller pockets of financial freedom, you'll eventually find you get more and more and more and more and you will one day be at a point where you are truly financially free, but it's definitely a step-by-step process. Yes, and a work in progress, yeah. And I I find as well that those small steps give you that confidence to take that next little step further and it just like you say it's it's like compounding uh you know in the financial world exactly that small thing just builds and builds and builds until all of a sudden you've you know you've done some amazing things and you really get that momentum going to continue or the motivation as well to continue because you can exactly. see small successes like you say if you're if your goal today is financial freedom then that is looks unachievable but if your goal is steps towards financial freedom of small uh, little changes that you can make, then it's that motivation to keep going, which is, I think, one of the keys to keep going. And I think the other thing you talked about around choices and financial freedom and what's right for you, because financial freedom, you know, might instantly for people who not really sure what we're talking about, it might sound like we're talking about we're sitting, like you say, sitting on a beach, we don't have to work anymore, the money just starts rolling in. But it's not about that at all, because that is often not the dream for most people. I don't necessarily want to stop working because I love what I do. So for me, financial freedom is more about being able to get to the goals that I have for, you know, me and my family and those things that we want to achieve. It's being able to, financial freedom is being able to not have to work after we do this podcast and take my kids down to do the shopping for school stuff. If I was in a normal, you know, nine to, not a normal, but if I was in a nine to five job, then that's not necessarily financial freedom to me because I can't just go and do those things. You've got to figure out, haven't you, what's what financial freedom is for you first and then start to put some things in place. Absolutely. I think so many of us don't take the time to actually pause and ask ourselves what would that actually look like for me because we're kind of conditioned to just get in, work, make as much money as we can, save as much money as we can, and we kind of expect that we'll figure it out along the way. But one thing that I think is really important that's underestimated is 
working out where it is that you want to go, what it is that you actually want to do. Because I think at least in Australia, we, uh, well, and a lot of other countries, let's be real, it's kind of, okay, well, you grow up you buy a house, you get married, buy a house, have kids, send them to a good school, work as hard as you can, save as much money as you as you can to retire as early as you can. And then, then you can enjoy in retirement and travel and do all of the things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just start working towards that without actually thinking, pausing. Go, is that what I actually want? And so One activity that I do with all of my clients, which will be helpful for the listeners as well, it's called a perfect day activity. And it's essentially where you just take a moment to close your eyes and ask yourself, okay, if money were not an issue, if I had an unlimited bank account, how would I be spending my days? And really having fun with it from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you go to bed. What are you doing? Uh, Who are you with? How are you spending your time? Are you working? Are you running your business? Are you doing that uh, daily coffee? Are you going for yoga classes? Just getting really clear about how you would be spending your time. Quite often it does look a little bit different to that traditional, this is what you should work towards financially. And then that allows you to work out what those smaller points of financial freedom are. Okay, this is how I would be spending my day. How does that differ from how I'm spending my day right now? Mm. What's missing? And then so for a lot of people, it is little things like, okay, well, it'll be going to yoga three times a week. Cool. Can you do that now? Excellent. You've just reached a small point of financial freedom. Mm. If you can't, okay, how can we play with your finances and the way that you're managing them right now to make that happen? So it's about working out what is missing from that ultimate point of financial freedom Mm. and just creating some structure around your money and some intention around your money to bring those things into existence to the point where that perfect day is your reality. And that again comes back to what we've been talking about through this whole thing, which is small steps. Yeah. Um, Small things that you can do just to get started if it all seems too much yeah that's i had actually you know my next question to you was what are some of the advice you would give to people who wanted to just get started with something today and that's a great place to start i think this is figuring out what it is you really want yeah Mm, (laughs) it's about working out what it is that you want so where you want to go where you are right now and what's missing Mm. and when you identify the gap it's about determining okay well what needs to happen Mm. to close this gap and for most people that will look like a combination of their money mindset so working out how it is that they're behaving with money at the moment um, and if that's supporting them in getting closer to that perfect day and getting closer to what it is that they want Uh, and then the way that they're practically managing their money how are you managing your money right now is the way that you're managing your money going to support that perfect day or getting closer to that perfect day and filling those gaps Or is the way that you're managing your money right now going to keep you exactly where you are and not fill that gap? So it's just about getting a feel for where you want to be and where you're at and trying to work out what you need to do to fill that gap. That's great, yeah. And what do you find so people can get a good real picture if they want to start today? What are some of the challenges that you see people coming up against when they go through this process to keep an eye out for? The first one, so again, if we break it down into the two separate parts of mindset and practicalities of money management, 
The biggest challenge for most people is that their behaviours around money have become automatic and unconscious to them. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, we fall in habits with our money and we don't realise how we actually behave with money, what we're practically doing with our money on a day-to-day basis. We just go about our lives Mm -hmm. and then maybe once a week or once a month we'll look at our bank accounts and be like, where did all that money go? Yes. And so it's about just becoming aware of how it is that you're actually behaving with money and what might be leading to that in terms of feelings and thoughts and beliefs around money. So just having some awareness around what's actually going on is probably the biggest challenge for most people because it has become so automatic. Mm. I know this analogy has been used time and time again, but it's really true. When we learn to drive a car at first, it's it's so overwhelming. We have to think about all of the things like turning the key, putting the foot on the brake and the clutch and indicating and trying to work out what gear and looking in all of the mirrors and just feeling so completely overwhelming. And then now that we've been driving for quite some time, sometimes we'll get to a destination and be like, how did I get there? How did I just get here? Yeah. So a lot of us, when it comes to money, we've been doing the same things, behaving the same way for so long that it's become habitual, it's become automatic, and we don't actually realise what we're doing. So that's the biggest challenge for most people is a lot of people will have behaviours that aren't supporting what it is that they want in their life, but they don't actually realise that they're a thing or they're happening because it is so automatic. So mm-hmm. bringing about some awareness to, okay, how am I, what am I actually doing with my money right now? And is that supportive of the life that I want? Or maybe is it working against that? So that's probably the biggest challenge from a mindset perspective. Simultaneously, also the biggest challenge from a money management perspective is uh, probably a lack of awareness. I, so many people just don't have much of an understanding or oversight of their numbers and where it is that they're starting from people are always shocked when we go through this process of ascertaining so there's four key areas that you want to know when it comes to personal finances you want to know how much you're earning you want to know how much you're spending you want to know how how much you own so what your assets are Mm -hmm. um, and how much you owe what your liabilities are they're the four key areas like a like a mini balance sheet Yeah, exactly. A personal balance sheet. Definitely. So many people have an idea of what their expenses might be, but when we actually look and work it out, it often shocks people, particularly around groceries. Mm. I will have so many people say, oh yeah, I might spend $150 a week on groceries. And then we'll crunch the numbers and it works out to be three or four times that. Mm -hmm. So it's just about having awareness of again, what's actually going on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then once you have awareness of your mindset, once you have awareness of the way that you're managing your money and how you're doing things, it becomes really easy to see some of the small tweaks that you can make to get you closer to that life and the things that you want to have. Yes, because I think when people are just starting out on this, let's say, road to financial freedom that we're talking about on the podcast, that the beginning part of that road can be very overwhelming because you're thinking about, well, oh my God, what am I going to uncover? So I think talking about those challenges and what to expect just you know makes it a little bit more open and I think removes some of that fear. I would just always recommend for anyone that is going through that awareness part show yourself some compassion through it remembering that this is just your starting point point. Yes. and by you simply taking the time to look at this stuff 
you will improve on it. So even though it might feel completely overwhelming to actually confront what am I earning versus what am I spending? What's left over, if anything? I will also say for most people, there's not much, if any, left over when they first start because the way that we manage our money with intention is completely different to when we're not managing it with intention, right? So if you can just show yourself some compassion and keep coming back to this is my starting point, but I will be able to improve on this so quickly. And for anyone that I have ever seen make some small tweaks, you see progress really quickly. And once you have that data of where you've started from, you can celebrate those wins because you can see it tangibly and reflect on, oh my gosh, I'm actually making financial progress. How cool is that? I'm doing this. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing more motivating than seeing things happening and that gives you that momentum to keep going what would be because i think we've wrapped that up really nicely but what have you got a final piece of advice or offering to anyone listening that's going to start this road to financial freedom from listening to what we're talking about honestly i would just say just just start I know everyone hears that before, but if you, I promise you, so I am in a completely different financial situation now than I was 12 years ago. And I'm, I'm seeing so the compounding effect of that. And honestly, I haven't done one big thing or lots of like big things. I just make small little steps every day. So I would honestly, as soon as this podcast is finished, just pick one thing that you're going to do. It could be something as simple as checking your bank accounts and just seeing how how much money you've spent over the last week. It could be listening to more of these episodes and gaining some insights. It's just about picking one small thing and doing that every day. And then you'll find you do that small thing and then you'll want to do another small thing and then you'll want to do another one and another one and they all add up and then you all of a sudden find yourself having made progress. So as soon as this podcast ends, I would love for you to go and just do one small thing that is going to get you closer on the road to financial freedom because I promise I have worked with a lot of people over the time and I have seen a lot of people transform their financial situations and that's all it is. It's just a series of small steps. So Mm. just take one. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. So, Beck, you are a wealth of knowledge. I think this has been a great topic for the podcast and talking to women about their money and their business. I'm going to make sure in the show notes that all of the links and things you've provided me so people can follow you and check out more of what you're doing. You've got some great stuff on social media as well. You do really good posts and really informative advisory type posts. So I think there's lots of wealth to be found even just in your social media. Yeah, so everyone go and check out Beck and uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Inspired to take action? Head on over to our website, blossomingbusiness.com.au for this episode's show notes and access to all of our resources. You've been listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'm Sonia Belzarolo, and until next time, keep striving to make finance fun and money matter.